This podcast is brought to you by Furniture World Superstore. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to Sundays at 7. so glad that y'all are back and we have such a special night tonight um we are entering into the heart triad which a lot of you if you don't know what a triad is so basically the triads go heart head gut so twos which is what we're talking about the night the helper twos threes and fours think with their heart and make decisions with their heart fives sixes and sevens make decisions with their heads so they're really like thinkers and eights, nines, and ones make decisions with their guts. Mm. And so um, that kind of, the triad just kind of helps you figure out how you make your decision. So if it's like a one, two, three decision quick, like you normally, that's what you follow, your head, your heart, or your gut. But tonight we are entering into the gut, I mean not the gut, the heart oh, triad. <laughs> We're entering into the heart triad. We are going to talk about the twos. helper. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kaitlyn, you scored high in a two, didn't you? That was my second one. Yeah. We have a super special guest. We love him. You all know him. Let's welcome <laughs> Zach Cowan. <laughs> that was fantastic. We wanted to sing it because he's a musician. The first time was spectacular. Yeah, the second we, one, y'all definitely got scared. Yeah, we can't ruin that one. The first one just trust us before this started. It, it was, was fun. It, it was definitely it was angelic. It, really it was good. Okay. I'm feeling good. Hang on. Yeah, start again. Ready? I'm not even uh, here. Zach Cowan. <laughs> Okay. That was alright. Kind of redeemed, so not as good as the first one, though. I'm not a singer, so. Yes, you are. No. Um, anyway, so as we mentioned tonight, we were talking about the twos. Last week, we had Allie Norton on. She was talking with us about the ones. She, The one is the reformer, or a lot of people refer to it as the perfectionist. And so we talked about the inner critic. Something that I really love that Allie said, though, last week was um, she said through this process and through everything, she... Um, hopes that people kind of realize to have more patience with one another because not everyone sees the world the way you do and we all see it through a different lens. I also really liked when she said that we have to differentiate between the voice we hear in our head that like that self-critic voice that sometimes we hear is not like the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like, definitely. Differentiating between those two voices. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Um, anyway, so we have Zach Cowan on, Yay. and Zach Cowan identified as a two. That's what he scored mm-hmm. the highest as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you want to give us a rundown of what a two yeah. is? Yeah, <laughs> so as we said, the two is, um, can otherwise be known as the helper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and generally twos are caring and empathetic and warm and thoughtful and generous and Aww. affectionate Aww. and all these other really great <laughs> things, but um, one of the things that... Actually, when you take the test, you get an email back that has, like, a long description of each number. Mm-hmm. So, since I was high in a two, I have the description here. And the very first line says, Type two exemplifies the desire to feel love, to connect with others in a heartfelt way, and be a source of benevolence and love in our world. Benevolence. So, obviously, wow. twos are good. Never once thought about that in my entire life. <laughs> benevolence. What does benevolence mean? Uh... 
Good question. Maybe we should look at that. Yeah, look at that. Can we have like background music like during Googles? I could spell that'd be nice. Okay, the quality of being well meaning kindness. I knew that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so um after reading the description of the twos at Cowan, how did you find out about the Enneagram? So I probably took the Enneagram test somewhere last year. It was something we did as a church staff at Calvary. Um, yeah, maybe give us a quick little, what What are you doing right now in your life? A quick little 30-second blimp of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. So, um, hi, my name's Zach. And I... Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, your name is Zach Cowan. My name is Zach Cowan. Um, and I... <laughs> Do a lot of fun things. Um, basically, I get to hang out with kids and make music, which uh, are two of my favorite things in the world. Um, I serve as a middle school youth and a student worship pastor at Calvary Christian Church. Mm. And I am also an assistant programming director for the Roland Arts Teen Center in downtown Winchester, nice. above the Karen sure. Coffee House. Yeah, I just got business cards. It's like the coolest Whoa. thing ever. Have you, yeah. have you handed them out yet? I have not. They're not coming in the mail. I designed oh. them. They're super dope. I want one. Uh, yeah, they're like vertical. What nice yellow color. It's great. Cool. Love it. It's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, so Enneagram. I took it about a year ago uh, with our church staff. It was something that our executive minister, uh, Kathy Smith, brought to us. And so we got to all take the test and then talk about um, what our strengths were, what our weaknesses were within those personalities, and how we all kind of like fit together as a staff with those and how they like complement each other and how we use them to help serve our congregation and our community. Cool. cool. That's a really cool thing to do. Um, my next question is, uh, so you were high in a two. That's mm-hmm. like your highest score. Yes. So how did you feel when you found out that that was your highest? Not shocked in the slightest bit ever. That was that was about the most obvious I felt like when I looked at it. It was like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's basically it. It was actually scary accurate. Um, I remember you saying that. You're like, it's weird how accurate this yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It scared me a little bit. I didn't like it because um, it's like, stop reading my dirt journal. Um, but then uh, it, it was really nice, I guess, to to know that there are like other people like me. Yeah. I guess that's always, I think, a little encouraging to know. And it's almost freeing to know that like not everyone thinks like you. And so like sometimes I were to get like agitated with like, you know, like whatever people in my family but I'm like, oh, it's because they don't think like I do. You know? Yeah. Like we, and kind of going back to, like, we all see the world through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And I also want to reiterate that, like, the Enneagram isn't something that we're like, okay, you're a two. And so you mm-hmm. have to follow all the things of a two. You know, this is just a tool that we thought would be fun yeah. to, like, investigate, which is what you all do with the church staff. It was just yes. a tool to kind of help you, like, yeah. you all figure How things out together. How did you see that, like, affect did it help you all understand each other in, like, a workplace environment better, like, that kind of thing? It did. No, it, it absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it allowed us to kind of think about how we can approach each other or, like, when maybe if, like, if we got in some kind of, like, tense situation with one another, we, like, were able to understand each other better. I'm like, oh, well, this – he sees this situation this way, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I don't have to be so offended or I don't have to be so, like, confused or caught off guard by it. Like, this is yeah. – this is, like, how we all work together. Yeah. Is by understanding how I work. But then also, you know, like, I think there's there's a lot of um, confidence and, like, strength that builds up when you can understand even just, like, yourself. Like, mm-hmm. how you approach other people, <clears throat> I think, can change a little bit when you understand more of who you are 
and you're a little more confident in that. I think that self-awareness. Helps. Yeah, yeah, self-awareness helps a lot. I think in in um, working with other people, um, and having that, I think, really helps. Enneagram does that pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> I like when things are concise and to the point. You know, mm-hmm. so if like someone came up to you on the street and they were like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Happens word? often. Happens hey. so often. Hey. I get hayed so many times in a day. Good. Well, this is what you, you can say this in. I What's can. a word or a phrase that would describe your Enneagram type of two? Mom. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, man. Oh. If you could I'll see it now, their eyes just lit up. Oh, my God. It's like a revelation. Mom. Mom. I went on Pinterest for like 30 minutes. I get like the most mom thing I think anyone could do, and I've never really gone on Pinterest in my life. <laughs> But I went on to like look up quotes or phrases, and like the first thing I thought of was like, "This sounds like such a mom thing to do." To be like really ho- like my mom is so hospitable with people. I definitely know where I get my personality trait. I get it from her for sure. Mm. Oh, Terry. She is so hospitable. Shout out to Terry. Yeah, Shout uh, out. she like just she even just recently broke her arm, which is she tragic. Did. She's recovering. She's she's good now. Um, but she had like friends over last night. Like she like she couldn't help herself, but like she needed like. Nice. people over she wanted to host people like is why yeah good job terry <laughs> um uh, so here's another cool question um what if you were to think of your enneagram type what animal would you associate with it i had to i had to i was like Allie. i had to i had to research it a little bit week, yeah. <clears throat> um so what i had found was actually like elephants which i thought was crazy um they they bury their dead did oh, you know what? this so they're 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 I think paralleled with helpers because of the compassion they show, mm. uh, especially in regards to mothers and their like offspring. Like if they pass for whatever reason, like how interesting they I know that. they like mourn. Like they have like behavioral tendencies that they use to grieve. Like their ears ears will like flop Aww. down, or they'll like get they all get really silent like if they're like i guess in a, in a pack i don't know what you call a group of elephants a herd a herd of elephants yeah a yeah big old bunch of elephants <laughs> big old big old group big of old elephants bunch of they they like mourn <laughs> together they like they like feel for one another and they even like are known to bury their that's dead, crazy which that's is crazy. crazy but i also thought of ants mm. like a whole bunch i thought of ants and how they all like work together for, like, a, a greater goal. Like, it, yeah. it's... That's so good. It's yeah, like, the idea that they're one. working for, like, a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because I feel like we thought about ants last week, too, didn't we, for the one as well because they're, like, busy and, like, always helping mm-hmm. and, like, you know, making things perfect. Yeah. So it's funny that those can kind of correlate, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Okay. I love your answer. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really comedy. trying hard. I want to be so good at this. <laughs> so, um... How have you seen mm-hmm. knowing about your Enneagram type or, like, becoming more self-aware with your um, being a helper kind of thing? How have you seen that affect your life? How has it impacted you? Um, positively, I think it really helps me um, with relationship building. You know, that's that's a huge chunk of what I do is just building relationships with um, people and specifically with students. And I think um, you break down a lot of tension um, as a two and build up trust a lot more quickly when you have this mentality of putting other people first mm. you're like you're you're wanting to help this person you're wanting to serve this person and so when you kind of have that mentality like I think people tend to trust that a little more uh, and like the walls kind of come down I think a little bit quicker yeah mm-hmm. um, th- there's also a negative side to it so the Enneagram is also really good about saying that there's not 
all just positives to everything. There's also negatives mm -hmm. to what we're doing. The negative, um, I think, would be there's, like, a lot of stress and, like, a lot of burden, I think, that, like, weighs on us. And I, I feel like I see that now in my life with mm -hmm. this personality, like, burden on wanting to please people or wanting to always help people and feel like I'm constantly doing that. And if I'm not, then there's, like, a feeling of, like, loss of worth sometimes with that. I so remember Randa saying something mm -hmm. like, um, twos really like feel the emotions mm -hmm. of people and, um, said that it said something like, okay, well I'm okay if you're okay, but mm -hmm. I'm not okay if you're not okay. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, when I was younger, I used to think of it like a thermostat, like an internal like thermometer almost. Like if I, I feel like I could recognize people heating up like in a moment mm. and like I could I could see someone about to like explode and then I would like back off immediately because I'm also not big on confrontation so like if I thought this person was getting really heated then I would just like regardless of whether or not they really were or not I would just back off immediately and like run and hide <laughs> stick my Vanish. head in the ground yeah <laughs> stick my head in the ground yeah so you're after you've taken the test, you become more aware of yourself in yes. those situations when you're having those tendencies too. Yes, I have. So it helps helps a, a ton with like being able to call those things out. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of power in knowledge. So mm -hmm. in being able to understand a little more about myself and some of my tendencies that I might have within this personality trait, like it, mm -hmm. it helps me, I think, calm down a little quicker. I would, it doesn't like end it for sure. Like I, I, I feel like this might be something that I always, to some degree, would struggle with. Or oh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, uh, but it it helps me, yeah, see it for what it is. Okay. And yeah. Like follow up question to that. Though. Sure. So as you said, twos, they're the number that uh, finds their energy most from relationships. Mm -hmm. So they're like the most relationship e number. I would think so. Relationship Relationshipy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how have you seen that? Like, have you seen this affect your relationships? Like, all types of relationships. <clears throat> all types of relationships. Um, yeah, so it could be like relationships with your coworkers, with your parents, friends. with your students, yeah, friends. I mean, if, like, I mean, with any of them, uh, like, the number one question that I'm always asking is, how can I help? Like, mm -hmm. Uh, I think Randa said it a couple weeks ago, like, when, when a two walks into the room, their first thing is, like, what can I do? Like, how can I help? How mm -hmm. can I help everyone else? And the cool thing about a two is twos often know where you need help before you even know where you need help. That's, like, a quality yeah, that they I, have. Yeah, that's, yeah. <clears throat> I, think, I think for uh, a two who's, like, healthy in, in that state, like, they're really good at anticipating those things mm -hmm. and not trying to project onto the other person but actually objectively being able to to understand I, I think you need this right now yeah mm. um so I think that's really helpful uh, my sister is uh, she took the test my sister-in-law and she scored highest in a two as well and it's so like I always knew that she was a two because she's very helpful I told a story at their rehearsal dinner when um she, when they got when she married my brother 
And, like, one of the first times that she came out to our house and Taylor, like, introduced us all to her, we had dinner. And right after we finished dinner, like, we would all go in and, like, watch TV or, like, eat dessert or whatever, like, you know. But right after we finished, she got up and started doing the dishes immediately. And I was like, uh, like, should I get up and help her do the dishes or should I go watch TV like I normally do? And I felt terrible, but, um, I, like, went and helped her because I was like, I can't, like you know, not, that's, like, so mean of me, Mm -hmm. so, um, I was, like, well, maybe she's just trying to, like, you know, prove herself to us or whatever, so then, like, the next time she came out, we finished dinner, and I was, like, all right, let's all go hang out, and she immediately got up and did the dishes again, and what I realized about her was (laughs) that's just her first inclination is to just help, like, as soon as we finish dinner, she'll walk in, like, how can I help you finish dinner, or how can I help you after dinner clean dishes? Or how can I, you know, she, that's like her natural inclination. Yeah, I would I would say there's a legitimate joy that helpers get in doing that and, and knowing that they're contributing. And I, I think it's just like a natural yeah. instinct that we have yeah. as a tribe. Right, as a tribe. As a tribe, as a, as a club. <laughs> um so a couple weeks ago when randa was on here she was talking about each enneagram number mm-hmm. and she kind of referenced it like a coin so each number has a blessing and each number kind of has a curse like just like a heads and a tails so what would you say is like the biggest blessing um as a two um yeah uh i would say that one of the bigger blessings is i think there's a mindset with twos that's um christ-like in the idea that um, there's, there's a personality of servanthood that helpers have that I think comes really naturally mm-hmm. for that personality type. And um, it's it's one that I definitely want to lean in more towards. Like that's something I want to cultivate more in my life is I, I, I like the fact that there there's something I think relatable to Jesus that I can – be more in something that I, I I enjoy doing, which is just serving, and naturally being a person who is okay with helping out people. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely I definitely see that as a, as a blessing for helpers, um, and not being afraid of that and, and yeah. enjoying that. I think that's cool. Cool. Um, so on the flip side of that, what would you say is like the most tricky thing about being a two? The tricky thing would be um, probably uh, this is a, a very pride heavy um personality trait i think um because for every single good trait i think that helpers have all of it i think can go too far and get distorted when they're not um properly taking care of themselves mm. i think when they when they don't choose to find the the rest that they need um then every bit of like their servanthood or their helping qualities become more about themselves and more about wanting to see themselves validated as someone who's helpful and contributing um, rather than wanting to just help the bigger body, like help, help the larger organization. Um, there, I think there's a lot of resent in that. I think there's a lot of um, selfishness in, involved with it and which is ironic because that's, I think something we try to avoid is mm-hmm. like trying to be the someone who's giving, but at yeah. the same time we, when it's like unchecked, it's like, I want you to notice how helpful I'm being. I want someone to like recognize this mm-hmm. right now. Look at how good I'm helping you right now. Um, I think that's extremely prideful as well as I think it causes a lot of burnout because uh, for a lot of helpers, uh, myself mm-hmm. included, like we'll just go and like, you know, we find the joy out of this, but you know, if we don't try and find like the rigid 
like schedule of rest. Like we'll just keep going until we die probably without ever realizing that we needed a break and we'll just keep going until we're burnt out or angry and wing over to, to like a, a challenger where it's like aggressive and in your face and blaming people. Do you feel like you have a hard time saying no? Oh yeah. People? Oh yeah, absolutely. I do. Yeah. I'm afraid of, uh, what people would think of me. I'm afraid if I say no once, then I, like if, uh, someone asks me to like go out and hang and I say no, I'm afraid I won't ever get asked out to hang again. It's like, yeah, but good, relatable. That's fantastic. Um, so I try, yeah, so as a two, I, I tend to try not do something. And, and you know, it's it's never like something I don't want to do that I'm saying no to. It's normally always something that I like doing. And so it's it's a matter of finding out the things where, like, no, you have to rest here. Like, I know you want to do all these things, but you need to rest. You need to have time to yourself so that on the other things that you love, you can be better at. And mm-hmm. you can, like... Kind of like the the rest from work and work from rest kind of concept, mm-hmm. right? So working so hard and then you just end up like resenting it and hating it and you need to get away from it. And so you're resting from that rather than enjoying it and then going into work refreshed and relaxed and ready to like help people and do something positive and constructive. Yeah, definitely. Kayton, do you feel like you say no a lot? I mean, have a hard time saying no? Oh, yeah. Yes. I was talking to her before this started about how, like, I'm a seven first and then a two second, but I feel like my sevenness is rooted in a two. Mm -hmm. So I, like, want to go out and do all these things with people and be really busy and do all these things, but it's rooted in me wanting to help people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, my two numbers really go together, I think. And I won't say no to people, so then I have, like, you know, a full schedule. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that creates other things. But we'll get to that, I guess, when we get to seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I I resonate with that big time. Mm. You know, but you kept talking about rest. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I want to know, like, as a two, as someone who is always constantly helping people and putting people above yourself, that kind of whole concept, mm-hmm. how, when do you find yourself feeling the most rest or the most peace or, like, that? I feel like that's a common theme throughout the Enneagram is, like, this yeah. helps you find, because rest is something that's kind of lost in our culture, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of helps you find how that you can... Because rest is where we find Jesus, I feel. You know, yeah. so this helps you oh, find absolutely. where you can find, be the most restful in a positive way. So, right. So, I have a terrible time finding rest. Um, I was telling Caitlin earlier before we started that uh, I could spend maybe like two hours in my house and then I would get like super bored or like antsy and need to get out and go and do something. Like, I couldn't just sit and watch Netflix like all day and I don't understand why anyone would want to do that. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. If you are a person who does that, that's more power to you. I apologize. That's just me. Um, But, you know, so I would end up like trying to find something else to do and it would have to be productive. So, you know, like I, it couldn't just be like anything. Like you couldn't just like start a puzzle, um, which actually sounds super fun. Lately, I just wanted to start like put anyway. Yeah, let's just, we'll move the puzzle later. Um, like it, we'll it couldn't it be that. Finish. It would have to be it like it would have to be something that feels productive and like it helps somebody else. Like it can never just be like and it that's has like, to be, the like her has to have a purpose behind it. Yeah, so I have I have a really hard Everything time. Everything has to have a purpose. I, yes, I that okay. Big time. That's like, a why much am I doing more this if it's not helping it. someone or mm-hmm. doesn't have a purpose? Like, what's the point? Yeah, no, that's that's a much better way of saying that. No, it it. it needs to feel like it has purpose. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not really contributing to anything or anyone. 
And well, I, I mean, without that, everything just seems like it's without meaning. Um, mm-hmm. That's an extreme way of saying that. Uh, but when when I do find rest, it's uh, it's never a matter of like just like stopping and like forcing myself to stay in bed and watch TV or read. It's it's finding a way to just slow down, right? So um, and and do things a little slower. So uh, if I know like throughout the week that I have like a I have like some quote unquote like free time to like maybe do some office things or maybe some homework or church things like I'll I'll try and instead of doing it like in office I'll go to like a coffee shop like but not in Winchester like I I want to like I try and get distance away from the places that feel like work and I'll yeah. try and find someplace else that's maybe even a little unfamiliar like an adventure or something and it just mm-hmm. it feels like a mini vacation so I'll go to like Lexington or something and I'll like chill in a Barnes and Noble with coffee and be on my computer and even if I'm working, like, there's still rest there because I've, like, made, like, a separation from everything that feels like a responsibility and an obligation, and I'm just finding myself in a place to kind of, I don't know, just, I mean, not, yeah, yeah, just be, just to exist mm-hmm. and not um, feel obligated to do much of anything. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I found the, the most amount of rest, and oddly enough, the most amount of production, so I should probably learn myself yeah. and <laughs> do that, and do that more yeah. yeah um yeah so the whole uh point of this enneagram mm-hmm. test thing um <laughs> is for us to like obviously get to know each other better and to love each other better mm-hmm. and to be parts of the community and mm-hmm. and become self-aware so we're aware of others right so yeah um as someone who is constantly loving people and helping people on the flip side of that, how can people, you know, love you and and help you? <clears throat> yeah, that's best. excellent. How that's, can you help a helper? Hey, yes. Well, so, so that's like, what a great question for someone who initially would like hate someone asking me that. Because it's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'll just help you guys out. It's like whatever you guys need. Like that's like the general mentality. Um, so, I, you know, these questions were wonderfully sent like – days ago so I had a lot of time to think about this which is definitely I would not be able to answer this on the spot I wouldn't um so, but my answer was uh, was actually more like um like tough love like someone telling me to calm down and go somewhere mm. well, like that's uh, interesting at the at that's the good. very at the like the most aggressive like I I need I think someone to tell me to like back off and go rest mm-hmm. and go find some time to do that otherwise uh, like you know, like I said, I, I think we would all just burn out and and continue going. I saw I, on here that twos gravitate towards eights sometimes because they're like aggressive. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, funny. well, uh, like aggressive helpers. Like we'll Maybe just, that's why I mean, you and we'll Tommy are good I love Tommy. <laughs> Shout out Tommy Bradley. <laughs> what a guy. Um, I have I have people on my worship team who 100% they are also helpers. In that, I mean, they will just every week they will serve. Uh, without batting an eye and they'll just keep going and never mention that like oh life is crazy right now i probably shouldn't be doing this like no i'm on the schedule i'm gonna i'm gonna play this instrument or i'm gonna i'm gonna run this computer or whatever and so i have to give them a break i have to just tell them hey you're gonna take a break this week and then i have to call like every other like team at church and say hey i'm giving a person a break this week do not schedule them and it's oh, not, I'm not, nice. like, I'm not asking, like I'm, I'm saying it because then those people will take a break and they'll realize, oh dang, I really needed this. 
like I needed to take a break. Um, so that's something that's really big. And then also I think just generally checking in and asking us, which we don't like, but it's, I've, it's like something that we need, I think, is someone just like generally checking in and yeah. asking how we are. Uh, I think I think is really important, and generally, I think people just need that more when we just ask each other how we're doing, mm-hmm. and and holding each other accountable to to different things, and just making sure that we're all okay. I think that's a general good rule for friendship mm-hmm. and people. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> another reason that we wanted to do this podcast was kind of what we talked about at the beginning, what Allie said last week, is that everyone sees the world through a different lens. Mm -hmm. And um, so my next question to you is, what would you get, what kind of advice would you give for others that are also in your number? Um, Yeah. Um, Learn, learn to help yourself. Learn, learn that you're going to be able to help other people when you learn to take care of yourself and not just continue going, which is like so much easier said than done. And, uh, you will not be perfect at it, but uh, the more that you can realize how much more of a help and benefit you'll be to other people by resting, like the better off you'll be, like the more you can understand that, um, I think is really important. And then I, you know, I, I mentioned like the work from rest and rest from work. That's like advice that I want to give to any two is like, you don't want to do this, but you, you need this and you need to do that. And, um, people aren't like you. People, uh, are different and they don't like operate the same way you do. So you should not try and expect them to like think or act or help as much as you do. Not that they're not Mm -hmm. helping, but like it's in a, it's in a different fashion and it's, and it's in a different context and, Open your freaking mind, you idiot. Oh, there <laughs> okay. you go. That was aggressive. There we go. That's when he was leaning hard towards an eight. <laughs> no, it's true, though. Like, I love that you said that right there, is that, like, they m- might be helping, but they're not helping the way you're helping. Yeah. And so it's really important to see, like, they're helping in a different way. It might not be physically the way that you're doing it, but don't get mad at them if they're not doing the exact thing that you're doing. Yeah, and that's that's a really hard thing to to see, right? Because, I mean, if, if you're only working with your own perspective, then, I mean, all you're seeing are the ways that, I mean, the expectation that you build up for people, like, it's never going to, like, meet. Like, I I can expect anyone to, like, do what I'm doing and expect them to, like, meet that standard, but there are, like, other things that I'm not thinking about. And for me to expect, like, someone to to do the exact same thing is, like, it's, it's selfish. Like, it's just mm-hmm. kind of... Like, I, I can't expect people to be exactly like me, and they shouldn't be that way, because, I mean, there's a load of things that would not get done. And, I mean, that I mean that's why we have, like, all these other personality traits. Like, we complement each other, and, and we need each other. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What is maybe a passage in the Bible or scripture that you lean on heavily as a two? Yes. So, there's a passage found in Romans. Um that I've I've come back to uh, a lot and um so helpers I think um think of things really conditionally right so we're very um very worth focused right everything that we do it has that purpose it has to feel like it's contributing to something and if it's not then we kind of uh I think feel as though 
we have no purpose. Like, if we're not contributing, it's like, we, like, why are you even a part of this? Like, you should just go, you know, if you're not doing anything. And um, so in the context of, I, I think, our faith and our relationship with God, is I, I think we might be some of the, the most conditional people in that if we're not contributing to our relationship with, with God, then he's not there. Or if we've mm. messed up, mm. then he has forgotten about us and he's Man, moved on to someone else. Good. Um, thanks. <laughs> uh, so this passage that I found is, is one that I, uh, I love speaking over and praying over and, and giving to people. It comes out of chapter eight in Romans verses 37, 39. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I think that's super important that he loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love God, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Amen. I mean you could you could feel My mom like I wrote that out and put it on our bathroom mirror when we we're growing up. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I I think for uh, my own life and and any helper who might think they're similar to me, uh, like we could feel like the most unproductive people, but we are not loved based on what we do. We're we're loved based on what Jesus has done. Mm. And I, the more that I think that we can come to terms with that and understand that and internalize that truth, I think the the more confidence that that we can have to go out and help people not like for our own selfish desires but for the right reasons for for the the purpose that we've been given uh, i think that's always important to understand we are loved regardless of how much we help or not help that is good mm-hmm. <laughs> okay to wrap this up thank you so much you thank are so you for having me guys. full of wisdom and oh, well. kindness, and you're so empathetic. Um, <laughs> and benevolence. Yes, benevolence. I love that. That's my new word, I think. That's a good one. Benevolence. That's a solid word. Solid word. Um, so I think you're such a great person to ask this specific question, mm-hmm. too, because you're so community-focused and, like, um, making not only improving yourself, but also improving your the people you're around and where you live and your community. And, like, I feel like this is kind of unrelated, but, like, finding a community-minded person is so rare and so special, and, like, that's you to me. And I think that's, like, so powerful to have that in our community. Anyways, um, so how, do, how can you use your Enneagram number and all these things that we've said to, like, better our community, better our church, better, you know. Um, How can you actively use it to in a powerful way to make an impact? Or... I think um, helpers have this really good quality about them, this leadership quality, and that they're, like, ready to follow. And they're ready to kind of, again, when they're healthy, they're able to, like, put themselves aside and see the larger picture that needs to occur and just want to do what they need to do to like get that done. So I, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of helpers who work behind the scenes and a lot of helpers who, um, they're not trying to look for like the spotlight. They just, they, they want to, they're finding the joy of just being able to, to help out and serve people. And 
for I, for any community and for any, I think we just need people who are willing to do that, who are willing to like put themselves aside and and just help the bigger body. Because honestly, like when when the whole church is like functioning, when the whole church is thriving, then you know individually people are thriving. I, I mean, I I think when when one part is able to like help out all the other parts, then it's growing and it's working well, and that's just something I think we need more of rather than everyone trying to like be the top leader that's not us that's jesus mm. at least you know within the church confines you know that we, the head that's jesus so why would we want to try and be like the top thing why would we not want to try and just be the rest of the body and uplift the head and help support that hey man does that make, does that make sense oh my that gosh it does <clears throat> zach cowan this has been so fun what do you think <laughs> I love talking into a microphone. <laughs> and I know you love talking about yourself, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did so good, though. You did. <laughs> it was so good. Um, anyways, thank you, Zach Cowan. This has been so fun. Thank For you those guys. of you who are listening, please join us next week. We are going to have a three. Next week, we're talking about the Achiever. So we are going to have a three, and we are going to see the life through the lens of a three. So thank you all for joining us today, and we will catch you next week on Sundays at 7.